Welcome, everybody. It is the week of Thanksgiving. That's right. You're starting off the week on the right foot. People want more inspiration. They want more uplifting stories. So that's what I'm going to remain focused on this week. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to another week of episodes. So glad that you're here. Last week, we were talking about FTX, and I went on to Viewpoint this Sunday with Malcolm this weekend, and I really tried to define things about what was going on behind the curtain, why cryptocurrency was the best way for people to be able to launder money. This week, though, I want to provide more uplifting stories. Because many of us can get into this mindset of, well, what can we really do about things? Well, what we can really do about things is take our own uh, inventory of what's going on in our lives. And the first thing that happened for all of you today, and I know this because you're listening to the episode, so I promise you, this is something that we can all be thankful and grateful for. You woke up. That's right. You woke up this morning. And probably if you're like me, when you wake up, you start having thoughts run through your head of, okay, I got to do this and this today, or this is coming up this week. And we start filling our brains with some crazy things, or maybe we pick up our cell phone and we distract ourselves by looking on a social media feed or reading headlines instead of just appreciating the fact it's a miracle that we were given another day. We're here we're breathing, we're here together, we're having this shared experience, and it's an absolute miracle. And we take it for granted every day. We become consumed with these news stories that we uh, make podcasts about, or we have local news about, or national news, or global news headlines. But it really pales in comparison to the fact that we are breathing, we're alive, And we need to first and foremost give thanks for the fact that that is possible. The fact that many people did not make it this to this day, but you did. And that's the first part that I think that people can find to be thankful for. After that, it's thankful for those that are around us. Are you aware of your family? The people that at times uh, they may bug us. They may annoy us. Maybe some of us have family that it's not even their most favorite people on the planet. But that stated, when things get tough, when things get rough, it's your family that's in your life to be there for. And we take them for granted. I have two friends over the past uh, two weeks that have lost parents. Uh, And one of my friends had said, you know, one of the best ways is not to donate money or, or flowers after this funeral uh, in honor of my mother. It's rather spend time with your loved ones. And as we approach this Thanksgiving holiday, it's not about what we have or how um, amazing the meal may or may not be. It's about getting together with people and knowing whose you are and that you're there with them. 
you know, having family that you can rely on, having friends even that you can rely on is very, very important. So I am thankful for my family. I am thankful for my friendships, the people that are around me, my children, my wife, the things that I think at times we can wake up and get so pre-consumed and kind of get involved into our routines and take for granted that they're just going to be there. They're not. It goes back to point number one today. You know, we're alive, we woke up, and our families did too, and our friends did too, and that shared experience is to be thanked with them. Sometimes we get in ourselves like uh, these bad places, right? Our minds go into places where uh, they're kind of dark and maybe leads us to depression, maybe leads us to anxiety. And I have a lesson that I, I teach my kids every year in my class. It's a riddle. Uh, but I use it as more of a learning opportunity. I'd like you to to meditate and join me on this uh, this riddle for just a moment so you can see what I'm getting at. I want everybody that's listening to the show right now, kind of quiet yourselves. If you're not driving, close your eyes. If you are driving, just, just be present to the words of what I'm saying, all right? All right, so once we get ourselves kind of centered and calm, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to imagine that we're in a room, and in that room... There are four walls. There's a floor and there's a ceiling. And we're in this room and we look around and there are no windows. There are no way out. There's no doors. There, there's no way to get out of this room. It's just a concrete uh, floor. It is uh, concrete walls around us and a concrete ceiling. How do you get out? How do you get out of this room? Now, my students will offer many different types of solutions trying to get out. They'll say, Mr. Bolton, can we uh, break through the walls? No, that doesn't work. Can we go upstairs somewhere? No, there's no stairs. And they become trapped in this room, but they forget how they got there. Do you remember the beginning of my riddle? Do you remember the beginning of our story? The way that you get out of this room is very simple. You stop imagining. See, at the very beginning of the story, I said, I want everybody to relax, close your eyes. If you're in the car, you know, obviously stay aware of your surroundings, but just relax and listen to the words. And the first directive was, imagine you're in a room. Now, that is our place in life. Imagine your circumstances that you find yourself in. Now, some of us find ourselves in dire circumstances from time to time. Money may be tight. People lose jobs. There's reality. But the truth of the matter is, it's how we want to look at things. It's how we choose to assess our situation and what we tell ourselves that really matters. As we listen to the headlines that are coming out about FTX last week, and I was talking about the story, many people were concerned because I was going uh, very uh, heavily into this narrative that there's people behind the curtain that are calling the shots. Well, that's true. It's always been true. There are always very powerful people, more powerful than me or you, that call the shots on things. That's nothing to get depressed about, nothing to get anxious about. If anything, it's something to celebrate and be thankful for that we have this level of transparency and accountability in what we're seeing right now. It's about seeing the situation in new ways. And information's very powerful in gratefulness. Because with information, we get something else 
that we take for granted every day. We get freedom of choice. See, the ability to choose things for ourselves, to be able to just say, you know what? I'm going to make myself a chicken pot pie. I'm going to go make some cookies. I'm going to bake some cookies. I'm going to go buy some new clothes if I have the money to do so. Many people don't have that freedom of choice each day in the world. But because of where we live in America, many of us do. Many of us can decide what we're going to eat each day. Many of us in America can decide who we want to marry. Now, in some cultures, you are assigned who you want to marry. But here in America, we have that freedom to choose. We have a freedom of what we want to align with and what we do not want to align with. And as we listen to the different political stories, you know, it's interesting when people attack Donald Trump as if it's like the end of the world. Um, you have a freedom of choice, too. Or if people attack Joe Biden as if it's the end of the world, you have a freedom of choice, right? We have the ability to choose who we get behind and how we're going to allow people to put us in to that four-walled room or not. We have the choice every day to stop imagining that things are bad and take control for ourselves, to offer the ability of perspective. You know, there's this video I think I've referenced before on uh, Instagram. I don't know if it got started there or TikTok, but this older man, he goes, hey, I don't know if anybody needs to hear it right now, but like you guys have the ability to just do things. So go out and do it right now. If you want to, you can go out and travel. Now, that is something that the pandemic took away from us. Many of us could not travel. We had things and businesses that were shut down. And if we took that for granted during that time, we're like, wow, I would really like to be able to go to the movies again. The movie theaters are closed. Well, I would really like to play basketball at a park again. They closed down the parks on the children. We started taking for granted once it got shuttered. We started taking for granted the fact that we could meet new people because people were stuck inside their homes. We started taking for granted what people's faces look like, right? But we do have this ability to travel, to experience different cultures. Uh, over the summer, I was down in Aruba and got to see what a beautiful culture of people they have there outside of the resort areas, just happy people living life simplistically. And so thankful for the tourism that comes to their country in order to sustain their country. We in America have the ability to travel all over the United States. We don't need passports to go from state to state. It's not like uh, traveling elsewhere in the world. When we cross over borders, we have to worry about uh, what border we are crossing. That's the truth in the reality of other people. But we take the ability to travel for granted every single day. And as I was saying during the pandemic, we also lost the ability to simply go outside and do things the way we wanted to do it. But we have that back now. We do. Don't let anyone ever take that away from you again. That is part of being human. One of the greatest things about being alive is the ability to just dance and laugh and sing at the top of your lungs and go running, do whatever it is that you want to do, but breathe in the air and be alive. The weather here in the Northeast is turning cooler. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that because when I go and I walk my dog now, 
and I breathe in the cold air or I get out of work and I breathe in the cold air, I feel alive. You can feel the air filling up your lungs. It's a shock to the system to feel that cold air, but it's a beautiful thing because it's something that reminds us that we're moving, we're breathing, we're alive, we're part of this experience, and that breathing is something that we even take for granted. If you've ever had a lung infection, pneumonia, bronchitis, or even COVID, and it's affected the lungs, you realize every day you never think about breathing whatsoever until your breathing is compromised. Or if you grow up with asthma, have an asthma attack, breathing is something that we all take for granted every single day. But when we're having difficulty with it, yeah, we all of a sudden start thinking about it. So I'm thankful for the freedom to be able to make choices, to move around this country without restrictions. I'm thankful for the ability to wake up another day to make this podcast for you, to be able to call up my parents today when I'm done recording this and ask them, how are they doing? Connecting with my family for the freedom to be able to connect with some friends. I'm going to text some people when I'm done recording today and say, I care about you. How are you today? If you're listening to this podcast, I want you to do me a favor as part of the spirit of Thanksgiving this week and trying to not make politics matter, especially as we get to Thanksgiving day and people are going to be in the home and hopefully we're not all fighting over uh, (laughs) political matters in our country or in our world. I want you right now on Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday or whenever you're listening to it, it's never too late to do it. Find somebody you haven't texted in a while that you consider a friend, but they think differently of you. And I want you to text them. Hey, you're on my mind. Just wanted to say hello. Hope all is well. Open up that door today. Open up that door of an attitude of gratitude, of gratitude for the relationships that we made, that we do not let the messiness of life come in the way. We don't take our friends, our family for granted. Please do that. Reach out right now. In fact, I'm going to give you this break in order to do so. So when we come back, hopefully you've all made your text messages. Again, that person that you haven't talked to, maybe you think a little bit differently than they do to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I wanted to reach out and I hope that you're well. So go right ahead, practice an attitude of gratitude and send that message. And we'll be right back. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. People often ask me, Malcolm, how do we fight the corruption? Robert Frost has said it best. Freedom lies in being bold. Well, for six incredible years, bold is America Out Loud. Welcome to the new era in communications. America We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, 
you're ready for anything. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-based ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.5 proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. That's HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Hopefully you sent those text messages to people so that way we can have an attitude of gratitude going into this Thanksgiving week. Maybe reestablish some relationships with people that we haven't talked to in a little while. I think that's all a great thing to remember those things that we take for granted every single day. An odd thing that I take for granted every day, and I, I notice it in the development that I live in because some mornings, it's like 5.30 in the morning, I hop in the shower, and the water pressure is absolutely phenomenal. And I'm like, wow, this is, feels great on my back. It feels like a massage on my back. I got nice hot water. Don't we take water for granted every single day? Don't we take clean water for granted every day? And I think about the amount of water that I consume, and this isn't me trying to get all political about water. This is me just reminding everybody, not everyone in the world has access to clean drinking water. Not all of us appreciate the fact that your entire life, you've been able to have clean drinking water. In some parts of our country, that may not be true. In some parts of our world, that certainly is not true. If you've ever been in an area where there's no potable water, you understand immediately how important water is to you and your survival and to your comfort. We also take for granted something that I uh, see every day in the, the classroom. We take for granted the ability to be able to read a book. You know, reading Rainbow, growing up, we used to always have that show. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. Think back to that show and how great it was that it got kids excited to read. My own children, it's mandatory in my household that every night they read. My daughter, by the time she finished fifth grade, had already finished her first book, writing a book, not, not reading a book. She finished writing her first book. She's currently working on a sequel to that book. That does not happen without the ability to read and build your vocabulary. And I say that because if you've listened to my shows, you understand that I've talked that most public schools in the United States, high schoolers are reading at about a fifth grade level. That's right. Our high schoolers in public schools throughout the United States are reading at about a fifth grade level. This has massive implications on our freedoms in the future. 
implications on the ability to have meaningful inventions and discussions. We must make sure that people are able to read to give opportunities and equitable access to those opportunities, equitable access to knowledge. I was speaking with a good friend who had developed a search engine a few weeks ago because I was trying to research a little about censorship of search engines. And they reminded me that Google is only a search engine that's supposed to find the most recent type of information. At some point, we may not be able to find and read our own history because of how we are prioritizing searches. So first and foremost, we want to be able to read. And second, we want to make sure that we maintain access to the books in order to read. You know, we don't want to make sure that everything gets burned when it comes to books. We don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to our ability to comprehend our world in a larger way. So when we practice an attitude of gratitude, yeah, we got to do that as well. We've got to be able to read as well as respect the resources that are out there. And then the final thing that I think we take for granted, well, health is one of them too, I guess. But the final thing I was going to talk about is the fact we're not homeless. I have students that have been homeless. I have students that have been homeless and have gone from home to home, service to service in order to get their resources that be able to take care of themselves. I've gone out into the cities. I've handed out book bags of supplies. I've raised them through churches. I've met with the homeless. I don't say any of this to gloat, to brag. This is not about that. This is about, I have made myself available to a level of poverty that I have not known. What I mean by that story is this. About seven years ago, I was given out book bags during a code blue. Now a code blue in my state is when the temperature gets underneath 38 degrees. Once it gets under 38 degrees, they open up the shelters for people to be able to come in. And I happen to have about 15 book bags. So I went to this shelter outside of a college town here in Delaware, and I handed out book bags to people that came into the shelter. And inside the book bags uh, were very random things such as like water bottles, toilet paper, toiletries, feminine hygiene products. Uh, there were some small uh, ready-to-eat meals in there, like tuna fish, uh, crackers, things that wouldn't go bad quickly, and that I would know that they could have protein and a meal on the go the next day when they were out in the elements. And normally I try to get some uh, wool socks and things to put in there. Anyway, if anyone would like that list, I'd be happy to put it together uh, for you. Uh, just reach out to me and I can tell you how our church organized that um, under my leadership. Uh, so I go to this um, place down in Newark, Delaware, and this gentleman's talking to me and he is all bundled up and he's checking all of the homeless in asking for IDs. Plus they have photos of the people that have been coming in. And as he's checking them all in, we're having just this great conversation. He says to me, he goes, you know what the problem with being homeless is right now? And I said, I've, I have no idea what it's teach me. And he said, the, the problem with being homeless is you can be out at a diner and you can look over at the person next to you. And because so many people have donated such great clothing to places like Goodwill or Salvation Army, you never know who's homeless. You never know who it was that was begging for money 
just an hour earlier and ordered the sit next to you at the restaurant. That blew me away. I was like, wow, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that, but I'm pretty sure I would know who was homeless. I'm pretty sure I would understand that. And uh, we continue the talk through. He gets everybody checked in. I go into the room where they're all going to be sleeping. I pass out the rest of the book bags, have a couple conversations with some of the individuals, come back out, and I thank them for time. I said, hey, uh, I just want to thank you. You've been so helpful. How long have you been working here? And he says, working here? He goes, I'm not working here. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. You, you, you just were checking everybody in. And he goes, well, yeah, Greg. I'm checking everybody in because I'm homeless. I know who all the homeless people are. We see each other. And I was blown away that I took for granted. Even in this conversation, he's trying to tell me the problem is people don't understand who the homeless people are. And here this man was opening up, educating me, helping me understand. I'm thinking he's like a pastor at the church or something. Nope. He was homeless himself. And the reason he was able to check everybody in is because these are all the community of people that he sees throughout this area on a daily basis. So the next day I call up and I say, Hey, um, I met with him uh, last night, uh, father, because the priest that's there and uh, just really enjoyed him. He was such a great guy. And he says, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, a couple weeks ago, we almost lost him. He had a frostbite. I'm like, frostbite? Really? He said, yeah, he probably had gloves on last night while you were talking. So I'm like, yeah, he was all bundled up. I I, I noticed that. So yeah, he had uh, some pretty severe burns. If he had a hat on, you probably didn't see he lost part of his ear. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. So uh, I was like, I want to do something else for this guy. So the next code blue, I tried to get some more warm things like hand warmers and stuff to go down to meet with him. And I got there and he had died. He had died in the cold a couple days before the next code blew. Uh, they found him frozen to death. And so many of us, we take for granted the fact that we have a bed to lay in each night. We take for granted the fact that we have heat that comes on in our homes when other people do not. Uh, we take for granted the fact that we have people that can help us in situations when we need it. Please, as we have an attitude for gratitude this week and we're practicing our Thanksgiving here in our country, if you see people that have need, do not judge them. Please try to find resources, meaningful resources. The homeless are not as uh, readily visible as you would imagine. Not all of the homeless have signs on your local highway asking for a donation asking for people to give them money to help them with their situation. Many of them have their pride. Many of them have egos, just like you and I. And uh, they need a place to call home. They need food to eat. They need a bed. They need the ability to wake up tomorrow. So if you can find ways this week to donate to a local uh, soup kitchen, to a church, uh, if you have the ability, if you have the financial me means, you know, Stretch yourself a little bit, even if you can, to help out the least of us that are among us. Uh, if you're if you're an atheist, I know it's a very Christian practice, but I believe atheists you do this too, right? We just know in our hearts it is right to help our brothers and sisters out. Uh, if you're Christian, we know that you know love one another as I have loved you, and so as we practice an attitude of gratitude this week, and I try to 
do a little bit more inspiring shows and try to find a few people to speak with that can lead us into those inspirational conversations this week. That is the attitude of gratitude. That is what I believe we should uh, be thankful for uh, as we continue down this uh, part. Now, another way that we can develop this is to just appreciate everything. Meaning, look around your room right now or look around as you're driving in the car right now and appreciate what you're looking at. You know, maybe you have a a book that you've been meaning to read and you purchased it. Appreciate that you had the means to purchase that book. Maybe you're in a car. Appreciate the fact that you can travel in this car today. Maybe you just got to work. Maybe you're on a lunch break. Appreciate the fact that you have this break for lunch. Appreciate the fact that you have this job to go to. With that, it becomes what we know as active gratitude, becoming consciously aware of everything that we have. I used to have a, uh, a little song that I'd sing as I walked around my town home back in 2003. I was able to purchase that home at the age of 23 years old because my brother's friend was moving out to Chicago and he sold me his townhome for basically a song and a dance. I got this townhome for about $100,000 and the mortgage that I got on it with my teaching job at the time, I was able to pay. Sometimes things were really tight. It was like an $800 a month mortgage. Sometimes it was very difficult to make those $800, but I was always thankful And I used to say to myself, sometimes I can't believe that this is my house. And it's just a reminder that that's what we have. And that is that act of gratitude, the act of appreciation. Or I'd look at my dog at the time when I first got her and be like, man, I have a house and I have a dog. I'm living a dream. Or I met my girlfriend who's now my wife at the time. And I'd look over at her and go, man, I got this beautiful relationship. I have this beautiful dog, this beautiful house. Life is good. At some points in time, we forget to express that gratitude inside our own mind. But the other way we can do that of conscious uh, gratitude and consciously being able to uh, appreciate things is to appreciate the other people in our lives. That appreciation can be the people that we wake up alongside each day. It can be your, your spouse. Um, we take for granted our spouses on a daily basis. We get along with our practice and I'm not immune to this whatsoever. It's probably the one thing that makes me feel like a horrible human being is when I forget to properly express gratitude to my wife. And I'm sure that you feel the same way. We just get involved into these uh, simple uh, routines of who's driving kids to to what sport or what's going on or every day at 650, I'm in a car going to this direction. And within that, that we can forget to express gratitude to the people around us. But a good gratitude practice is also to make sure that all the people we come in contact with, whether it's at the store or a mall, that we show a little bit of gratitude to them as well. Many times we look for fault in individuals, much like we look for fault in our politicians or fault in the stories. But when we're surrounding ourselves with this gratitude mindset that's focused on people and making the world better, not only will you make somebody else feel better, but I promise you, you will feel better in your present moment. Forget about what's happening later on tomorrow. Forget about what happened yesterday. 
all that matters is being present in the now. It's like Eckhart Tolle used to say, the power of now. You know, don't focus on the achievements that you've had. Don't focus on what you hope to do tomorrow. Focus on what you're doing right now and be thankful for it. And the last thing is something that somebody told me a while back. They said, you know, you should write down three things each day that you're grateful for and build on that list every single day. And what I found is when I first started doing something like this, I would write down the same three things over and over again over the course of a week. Now I find myself finding moments that I'm thankful for three different moments each day, and they're not repetitive. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to do, you know, so I am grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for your time to listen to this show. I know this isn't the politics show that, you know, you've come to know from me, but this week, as I said, I want to focus on the attitude of gratitude all week as we lead up to Thanksgiving and make sure that we're having a positive start to our holiday season, no matter what holiday you and your loved ones are celebrating. That's it for today. Appreciate all your time. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.